Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. We are at the second quarter of page 219. Yes, we are. This is my favorite part of the book. Uh, no, I don't think that is correct. Okay, so the first word is chord, C-H-O-R-D. It is the third form. It's a noun from 1543. Number one, it is the 3A definition for the word chord with no H. I don't know. Oh, we haven't gotten there yet, so we'll find out later. Number two, a straight line segment joining and included between two points on a circle. Broadly, a straight line joining two points on a curve. So if you got a circle, you put one point on with some part of it and another point on another part of it and you draw a line, that line is a chord with an H. Three, an individual emotion or disposition, as in struck a responsive chord. Ooh, I responded to that. That chord got plucked or struck. Uh, number four, either of the two outside members of a truss connected and braced by the web members. Ooh, the web members. Number five, the straight line distance joining the leading and trailing edges of an airfoil. Uh, yeah, okay, next we have a chordal with an A-L at the end. Adjective from 1848, one of relating to or suggesting a chord. Two. Relating to music characterized more by harmony than by counterpoint. Ooh, that music. There are so many chords in the music. Not a lot of counterpoints, but more chords and harmonies. All right, here is quite a word. Uh, it is chordomesoderm. All right, that one wasn't as crazy as uh, the last one, but that one was kind of fun too. Chordomesoderm. Noun from 1939, the portion of the embryonic mesoderm that forms the notochord, or notochord? It's not a chord. Uh, that forms the notochord and related structures and induces the formation of neural structures. Corda mesodermal is an adjective. Yeah, notochord? It is literally spelled N-O-T-O-C-H-O-R-D. Not, I mean, it, that... Anyway, don't 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 go that route, Spencer. Uh, not a chord. I don't know how to pronounce that word. All right, next is chordate or chordit, noun from 1897. Any of a phylum of animals having at least at some stage of development a not a chord. There's that word again. Dorsally situated central nervous system and gill clefts, and including the invertebrates. Lancelets, no, I'm sorry, including the vertebrates, lancelets, and tunicates. I am aware of vertebrates and invertebrates, but I do not know what lancelets are and tunicates. Hmm, I'm not going to take a guess because I would not be correct. Uh, by the way, the phylum name is Chordata. Chordata, Chordata. Okay, and chordate is an, also an adjective. Uh, next, we have chore, noun from 1746, one is plural, the regular or daily light work of a household or farm. Uh, well, I have some chores, it is a household, it is not a farm, maybe someday I'll have a farm, uh, but yes, I have a few chores that I do, and you probably do too. 
No, this, that's the fun part about becoming an adult. All the chores are yours, especially if you don't have any kids. You have to do everything. So kids, if you're listening, uh, you know, enjoy it while it lasts. Um, but if you have to do chores, it's just, it's good practice for later. And maybe you'll actually like some of them. Number two, a routine task or job. Number three, a difficult or disagreeable task, as in, doing taxes can be a real chore. Uh, The synonym is the word task. Next, we have Korea. It is spelled C-H-O-R-E-A. It is not the country, Korea. Noun from 1804. Any of various nervous disorders, as of humans or dogs, marked by spasmodic movements of limbs and facial muscles, and by incoordination. And then compare to the synonym Huntington's, din- Huntington's disease. Huntington's disease. Uh, so that is the overall disorder of spasmodic movement. So I feel like Tourette's would be part of that. Um, any sort of like facial tics or something would be part of that. I'm sure it says limbs move around. So yeah, people have things where the limbs twitch around a little bit. So that would be uh, Korea. Um there, was there another example that I cannot think of? I feel like there was another one. But yeah, that's super fascinating. I had no idea that that was called Korea. I feel like I would have heard of it. Uh, Koreak is an adjective. Next, we have Korea form adjective from circa 1899, resembling or characteristic of Korea, as in Korea form movements. I feel like Koreak would be a, another synonym here. Uh, Koreak movements, they're characteristic of Korea. I don't know. I feel like Korea is used more than Korea form. Next, we have choreograph. Now, my first thought is that based on the last two words, this could be something that measures the the the, the ticks, the movements, the spasmosity of your body. Uh, is that a word? Spasmosity. Um, but, but let's find out what choreograph means. I mean, I know what it is. Uh, this is a verb from 1943, starting with transitive. One, to compose the choreography of, as in, choreograph a ballet. Two, to arrange or direct the movements, progress, or details of, as in, a carefully choreographed meeting. And then intransitive just says, to engage in choreography. And choreographer is a noun. Here we go with choreography. Noun from circa 1789. Uh, There was definitely choreography before 1789. One, the art of symbolically representing dancing. Two, Two, A, the composition and arrangement of dancing, especially for ballet. Two, B, a composition created by this art. Choreography is an art, and then it creates a composition. Three, something resembling choreography, as in a small paste, uh, no, a snail paste choreography of delicate high diplomacy. That's a quote from Wolfgang Saxon. Wolfgang Saxon? Saxon? Saxoff. Wolfgang Saxon. Choreographic is an adjective. Uh, this is from, it's from, it's French. Choreography. All right, next we have coric or caric. 
adjective from 1830 of relating to or being in the style of a chorus and especially a Greek chorus, and they are led by a choragus. Next is chorine, with an I-N-E at the end. Noun from 1922, the synonym is chorus girl. And this, uh, yeah, okay, that's all. I thought there, I thought the etymil, etymology was more interesting than it really was, but I m- didn't read it all the way through. And our last word is Coriolantus. Coriolantus. I really think that's how it's pronounced, but I don't know if that's how exactly I would say the end. Anyway, it is spelled C H O R I O A L L A N. T-O-I-S, Coriolantus. See, the, the end looks like um, French, Coriolantua, something. Noun, from 1933, a vascular fetal membrane composed of the fused chorion and adjacent wall of the allantois, or in this case, I guess it would be allantois, that is in the hen's egg and used as... Uh, hen's egg is used as a living culture medium for viruses and for tissues, called also Coriolantuic membrane. And Coriolantuic is an adjective. Uh, yeah, so I guess that word, A-L-L-A-N-T-O-I-S, would not be allantois, which is what I would assume it is allantois, I guess. Okay. Uh, those were all the words. Let's reread them. Cord, cordal, cordal mesl, cordomesoderm, chordate, chore, chorea, uh, choreiform, choreograph, choreography, choric, chorine, and choreolantois. I just like saying that word. Does that mean that I have to pick it as the word of the episode? Sure, why not? That means I have to sing a song. Choreolantois. Coriolantus. Is there a walrus? No, it's Coriolantus. That did not work so well, but that's okay. All right. Um, what are the holidays? Today in Luxembourg, it is Grand Duke's birthday. It is International Widows' Day, so all the widows in the world get a day to celebrate the fact that they lost a loved one, and that is really sad. Um, but. I would not have thought that there was an International Widows' Day, let alone... Well, I wouldn't have thought there was a National Widows' Day, let alone an International Widows' Day. So that's pretty cool. Uh, In the UK, it is National Writing Day. See, now I think that there's probably an International Widower's Day. Uh, I guess widow would be a woman who's lost a spouse, and a widower would be a man who lost his spouse. But see, now, now, now that we've sort of messed with... Uh, it was not going to be a good thing to say. Now that we've sort of, um, we've added genders, we've become more public and aware of different types of genders. Um, do we need uh, two words for, for widow? Could it, could we just call everybody a widow? Does it matter if it's, if it's male, female, whatever? I mean, it's, it's just a term for somebody who lost, I don't know. I just sort of think that the idea of genderized words is kind of weird. I mean, it's always been kind of weird, uh, but now I think it's extra weird. Um, okay, where were we? It is United Nations Public Service Day. In Estonia, it is Victory Day. In Poland, it is Father's Day. 
In Switzerland, it is Jura Independence Day. In Latvia, LIGO Day starts. In Estonia and Norway, Midsummer Eve. In Moldova, it is Statehood Day. In Latin America, it is Day of the Public Servant. In Denmark, Estonia, and Norway, it is Sankt Hans Often. Now, is that related to Midsummer Eve? I don't know, but it seems like it would be. Uh, any other holidays? <laughs> uh, in Canada, it is National Day of Remembrance for Victims of Terrorism. In the Okinawa Prefecture, it is Okinawa Memorial Day. Um, Estonia, Victory Day, I may have said that. And what fun holidays do we have today? June 23rd, National Hydration Day. Yes, go drink your water. I got some water sitting right here. It's National Pink Day. I don't think I have any pink clothes, but if I had one, I, I would wear it. Uh, and then National Typewriter Day. Those are very cool and old, and a lot of people have probably never seen one. All right, that's all I got to say in this episode. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Uh, goodbye. <laughs>